Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. You can find Nick and I at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. You want to have a fun way of interacting with HyperClean, go to your Play Store or your App Store and download the HyperClean Store app. Cool new way to experience purchasing products. And hey, this is the Community Pub. Tonight, I'm diving into a couple different beers, continuing my journey through, you know, some of those Oktoberfest and the pumpkin ales i kind of had to take a little bit of a halt got a little bit too much into those and so i grabbed to stay in the halloween spirit i grabbed a couple one is called basquatch this is from rogue and uh it uh derek it's a it's a it's a must grab it really is it's a hazy india pale ale that is really pretty great like super smooth to drink i just thought it was right i had to get it because it was oh. a hazy ipa but since they okay. were doing a basquatch and making a Halloween thing out of it, I was like, yeah, I'm going for it. And uh, I will also be continuing. We will have Oktoberfest coming here to Tulsa this next week and weekend. So I'm going to be diving into a Warsteiner Dunkel. Uh, I'll drink that towards the end of the episode as I've got them in the freezer trying to get cold. Just checked them a little bit. Not cold enough. Did anybody ever drink a Dunkel or you guys ever get into that stuff? What are you guys drinking tonight? I got, um, you guys were talking about Oktoberfest. I have a local brewery near me, uh, Asbury Park Brewing Company, and uh, they have their Oktoberfest, it's just called Fest. And it's uh, pretty good. It's not bad. And then, like you, Marty, I have a second beer. They're, they have another beer called uh, Sea Dragon, which is their just regular IPA. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, I don't really want to hear Dustin's. Let's pass. Skip, Dustin. <laughs> I don't think Wait. so. Wait. <laughs> no. So we have Marty's apparently second favorite beer, the Shipyard <sighs> Pumpkin Head, and I will say this is by far the best pumpkin flavored beer I've had yet. Um, huge fan, and I'd see myself drinking a lot more of these this month. And then next up, we have uh, my favorite wintertime beer when it gets real cold. The Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. This is excellent on draft. It's all right out of a bottle. Looks like cooking with Nick's going Jamaican style. A little red stripe action. That's pretty cool. Dustin, what I love about Shipyard, and I I sent a message to Kevin. He's who brought me the Shipyard uh, hat and shirt at Mobile Tech, if you remember that. Shipyard is my second favorite uh, well, I don't want to say beer, which is what I said earlier when we were chatting. It's my second favorite that's a pumpkin-style ale. And uh, I think it's that maltiness to it, right? There's just a hint of that sweetness to it. I think they put a little extra malt in their uh, mixture or whatever you want to call it. And I love that little sweetness to it. It's very sweet. It doesn't have that bitter taste like a lot of the other ones that I've picked up. Um, like the one I sent you this past week, loved it. It was great, but I don't think it holds a match to this one. I'll say that. Yeah, that is a great beer. Who else is drinking a beer tonight? Well, I'm sipping on this, uh, little, little beer from a small local brewery called Anheuser-Busch called Bud Light. 
It's pretty tasty. You should. Uh, oh, I'd give it a try sometime. <laughs> Small local brewery. Yeah. I'm gonna say, wait, wait a minute. What? What's he drinking? <laughs> oh, just these guys up the street. I grabbed it. Yeah, That's they're hilarious. already in the already in a bunch of the gas stations near me too. It's pretty pretty good stuff. <laughs> Look, what you gotta throw are, you gotta throw a lime in it. <laughs> no. Dude, if you throw a lime on the top, squeeze a little bit, and then get you some Cajun spice and put around the lid, they call that an ashtray down in uh, down in Louisiana. Pretty good. <laughs> wow, interesting name. Uh, interesting stuff to put in a beer. I don't. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's actually good. We tried it out. I'm like, damn, this this makes a Bud Light taste like all right. Yeah, better than a Bush Latte any day, huh? Easy now. Easy. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys have had a great car week, uh, car life week. Mine, uh, I apparently have had this big giant uh, red sign and bullseye in front of my Jeep as I was driving around because I seem to have one of those weeks where every single person wanted to pull out in front of me. Almost every day, somebody pulled out in front of me and you get it where you're, 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 you see them in the, you know, coming out of a, some type of shopping center or, you know, McDonald's or whatever. And, and you're driving down and you, you see them out there a little way and you go, mm, no, nah, you guys aren't going to pull out. Then they start kind of easing out. Then you go, whoa, hold on now. Be a good little boy and girl. Nope. And then they just keep pulling out and then the horn starts and maybe a few F-bombs again, but. The, you know, those times you got to lay the horn on, right? Like extra, extra horn for a good four or five more seconds to let them know, fuck you. You just pulled out in front of me. Hey, that's, that's the way you got to do it. I'm curious though, with y'all thinking about this question, what drives you, right? Interesting question when it's asked, because it can have a little bit of a twofold, uh, when it, when you hear it, right? What drives you? Okay. Is it, is it the wheels and it's the car and it's what's pushing you around the road or is it what drives you as internally? What is your combustion internally that drives you and pushes you and gives you motivation as you go for whatever it is that you're trying to do? So we're going to take this question. We're going to look at it from both of those ways. All right. So Derek, we're thinking we're like 60 years old. Okay. This is a bit out for some of you. Uh, good thing we don't have uh, Mike here tonight. He'd be on his gin and he'd be like, well, that was like 10 years ago. So let me rethink about that. But, you know, for me, it's about 10 more years. So it's almost here. I'm, I got a little bit sooner than most of you other people. So listen, Mike, our, our hats off and cheers to Mike, man. It, uh, great, great job as he continues to go through. But what drives you, Derek? Man, What what is the vehicle when you're 60? For me, right? I go a little far-fetched on this and I start getting go. I really thought we'd be flying in cars right by now, right? The way Marty McFly told me back in the day here today, we should be flying cars, but what's another 20 years. I think we're going to have massive advancements in putting, you know, sort of like the way Tesla didn't do this all the way, Nick, but I mean, imagine more plastic, like imagine a car with even more plastic. I think that we're going to have massive amounts of plastic even further, even on the outsides of the vehicles. And I think that, and even, even in structuring, 
because the way plastics and the way people are using them, the way they're designing them and then reusing them, I think we'll start to see more plastics inside of uh, inside of the actual part of the vehicle, as well as we're going to we're going to get into more solar powered vehicles. So I'm designing a plastic solar powered vehicle that is run by an <laughs> autonomous AI system. Because we all know that's my favorite part about Tesla, right? I really want to just press a button and let the car drive me. And I think we're going to get into this AI system to where maybe on parts of a highway or whatever, you're going to either be in automatic mode where you drive it yourself. And then we're going to be in this AI system that all the cars are controlled by somebody that's designing the flow of where you're going. And you have already put in your direction of where you're headed. And so it's going to tell you when to go and how to go. And it's going to keep everything in line and it's going to be all AI that controls it. So there you go, Derek. That's what drives me. And what's going to get me there. Um, I think it's also looking at myself in the mirror and going, what do you got? You got it. Can you do it? I'm a big inside motivation guy. So what's going to push me and get me there is that inside own personal drive of, I want to be even more successful. I want to accomplish more. I want to do more. And it's always that word. So Derek, what about you, man? Oh, I was going to say, because I'll, I don't know if you guys remember a car company called Saturn. But they actually had a car that was mostly made of plastic, and that was like their marketing push on it was that you could smack the bumper and nothing would happen to it. It was like their whole thing, but uh, my wife actually had one, so I remember smacking the bumper on that thing. But uh, um, I think what drives me is uh, when I, you know, I, I wasn't like the best at anything when I was younger. It's like, you know, I played soccer, I was okay. You know, I was an orchestra, believe it or not. I played the cello. I was, I was okay. I never really practiced. And but detail is one of those things. Hey, no? Mobile Tech, we got to get a cello solar oh, album. That's what we got to do, no. man. Hell no. Mobile Tech, we got to get it done, Dustin. Hell, you guys are going to want to hear some. Um, but no, hell. <laughs> so, but uh, I just, I like was never like detail is one of those things where I just was like, you know, let me just do this. And it now it's the point now where I got to. You know, people come to you and tell you you're really good at something. I'm still kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm okay. But then customers start coming and you get calls. I mean, like, just like this past week, it's been kind of crazy. So I don't even know. Like, I still am like, kind of like, I have to like pinch myself and tell myself, like, I guess I'm pretty good at this. But, you know, for me, it's just something where I just have that drive to keep doing it and keep doing better. Um, but I think in six years, I want to, I want to get to the point where we're driving. Believe it or not, I've always wanted to own an all-electric uh, Miata that still has, even though it's electric, you can still manually kind of switch between the gears and still get, because I always wanted to have a manual car. I don't know what it is about the Miata. I learned how to drive sticking one, but I've always wanted like that little tiny little Sportster, not a lot of horsepower, but an, a hor enough horsepower that you could use it all. You know, you got, all, you got say 100 horsepower and you can wind through the gears on your electric Miata and just have the top down. I don't care that I'm tall as hell. It just looks funny, like going through like a little go-kart, going around the back trails and stuff. And like, you know, I'm six years old. I deserve this. All this hard work. I deserve to have this little car. Like an electric like Miata. It. Electric Miata. Sign me up. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's cool. Appreciate it. All right, Dustin, what about you, man? What What is it that really drives you, you know, internally motivates you as well as what do you think is going to be driving you in the future? Um, I think the freedom 
the thought of freedom is what drives me. Um, you know, being able to step away from business and working and, you know, taking the family to do what you want, living on a lake and, you know, enjoying boat life for whenever you want. You know, it's a Tuesday afternoon. You want to go out on a boat, load the family up. Great. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm chasing. Um, and that's what drives me because I don't want to work forever, especially when I'm 60. Man, I want to be kicked back, work a little when I want and enjoy my life. And because uh, you're winding down at that point. What kind of car the, are you going to be driving? Hill. You're not, are you still going to be in a, I guarantee you, Derek, we know what he's going to be in. We should just go ahead and pass this question. (laughs) Once they drive that truck, they don't ever drive anything else. Right. I mean, we know the answer to this. (laughs) I certainly don't want to be driving some boring electric car. That that doesn't sound exciting to me. Uh, I want some gas guzzler or something that's fun that I can slam through some gears. I don't know. I mean, I might be the guy still running around in a 96 12 valve Cummins leaking oil and pouring black smoke. So, uh, electric just doesn't seem to do it for me. But if they design something like what Derek was saying, electric, but you can still shift gears. I don't know. I mean, could you imagine the acceleration that electric brings being able to manually shift something? That could be pretty wild. Well, Hell I agree. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do it. The, the electric Jeep, remember? That's that's what I'm driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Lucas. Good to see you, man. Uh, you too. What, what is it that motivates you, and what uh, what are you going to be driving in the future? Well, the things that motivate me are mostly just want to live comfortably in a a nice house with a big ass barn with my wife couple kids don't have to worry about bills have a nest egg i can do what i want when i want make sure i got enough money to you know play around with but also give back to people who need it more than i do and just live a good happy comfortable life until i die all right so the interesting love it what's in the barn though is it just like like storage is it cars is it actually hay because you got animals out there or like uh, it will what's be in the entirely filled with cars lots of them hopefully that's the goal, that's the goal. <laughs> i already got too many but yeah i want a bar to put them in and the one car out of that barn that you're going to really want to drive is what probably oh shit probably a ctsv wagon with a six-speed manual I'll keep that fucker running ooh, as long ooh. as I can possibly afford to. The wagons are nice. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I love it. Because I'm not sold oh. on the whole EV thing. You know, I, I'll I'll walk before I purchase an EV. <laughs> same. Right now, same here, because I ain't got nowhere to charge if I got one. <laughs> yeah. So, funny story only, about... my only thing about them. It's like... Get a quick check in the other little convenience stores, and if they start, if they just put them at all the gas stations, I, I don't know why it's what's stopping them now. They put it, but then it's like all the grid and this and that. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll charge it home. And it takes 12 hours. So, so it's well, like, Derek, it the problem is, is that even with the fast chargers, you're still, if you're on E in an electric car, you're still going to be waiting 45 minutes to out 45 minutes. hours. Yeah. And you see what the lines look like right now at the gas well, station oh, yeah. where people take three minutes to fill up. Imagine when all these stupid electric cars are 
parked four miles down the freeway because they're all waiting yeah. to use the chargers on the interstate. I mean, hey, that's why I said, man, I think that the people that start getting into uh, solar power, imagine you yeah. got some solar roof that's grabbing the energy as you drive around. Like, why haven't I they done wind power as you drive? Jeez, come on. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? like, come on. I, I thought, um, I think Kia, one of them, one of them had one like that where it charged it a little bit, but it was just like for the AC. You couldn't like actually charge the car. Well, then, back in the early two thousands, Mercedes had uh, the whole roof. There was an option where you could have the whole roof as a solar panel. Uh -huh. Some of the early two thousands Mercedes cars, and it worked. But all it did was charge a separate battery for the accessories, and then you had your main battery that was still charged off the alternator. So it was kind of neat, but it really didn't do much other than add a bunch of weight and complexity to the car's electrical system oh. and they suck because it was Mercedes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I'm looking forward to this one. First of all, cook with Nick. What's on the menu? I know you got uh, a couple beers. Looks like you got some seasoning. Got some stuff yep. going on. So what are you up to? Um I threw out that red shark. That shit's trash, honestly. That's my first time having it. Um what? Respectfully. Wait, really? What's wrong That's, with Red Stripe? I love Red Stripe. It's not bad. It's not bad, but like it's low key trash. Oh, I mean, it beats God. Bud Light any day. Come on. It's not bad, but it's trash. <laughs> I'll take my latte with that. So I to Modelo. Um, I'm gonna make some kind of pita burgers. Like I got pita bread. Like you know how you can like slice it open and it's like a big old pocket. Stuff ground beef in that. Sear it up. Make a burger out of that. I'm gonna see how that works. Okay, cool. I uh, the other night I uh, went to our our local uh, Asian market and Ooh. I found some blue crabs. So we yeah, made buddy. some blue crab the other night and uh, found some tiger prawns from Southeast Asia. It's oh, they're pretty yeah. cool. They're shrimp, but they literally have tiger stripes on them. They're, they're it's pretty cool. So. We've been interesting uh, some food too. So, what's driving you, man? What what pushes you to get to where you're gonna be, and what car are you gonna be doing when you're older? It what drives me is is pushing a passion, like elevating something that I love to as far as it can humanly go. If it's detailing, it's how beautiful and can this car get, and how far can it go? How much can we do? If it's audio, which is one of my other passions, how good can it sound? Can it sound like I'm like whatever I'm hearing is actually in the room with me? Am I there in the recording space? Like, is that what it sound like? If it's driving, is it how fast can I go around this track or whatever? Like, it's it's sharing a passion with the community. Um, community. To a point where it's as elevated as it can get and chasing that kind of rabbit hole. It, it that, that's what drives me. What's going to get me there, though? A little mini Cooper. <laughs> Till the end. Still, huh? It in some way, shape, or form. Yup. Either that, if it's an electric mini in the future, so be it. But I have a feeling a little Mini Cooper is gonna, is gonna get me there. A Tesla may join the the fight in in some way, shape, or form in the future. But as of right now, my little Mini Cooper is gonna keep me very happy. All right. So cooking with Nick, I I think we're starting to realize something. I I've seen it around also. Dustin, I think we can officially go ahead and mark that there's another type of person, right? There's Dodge truck guy. There's apparently Mini Cooper guy. 
Absolutely. <laughs> we are a massive community. Again, take another drink. Um, no, there definitely is. There's definitely a huge community, and they're really tight. Hell, I met someone at, at, at uh, music, um, MPE. That was a, a Mini Cooper Club, like, dude. That actually wow. knew some of the people in my area. All right, we're going to have to start looking into Mini Cooper Guy, Dustin. We're going to have to see what's all going on over in that mini world. And I'm on dissect your ass. I'm here to say all right, so you got Mini Cooper and or a Tesla that's going to be driving you. Yeah, honestly. Love it. What All right, who else we got here? Resurrected Detailing, man. Appreciate you hopping in. I think he just backed out, though. Oh, there he is. What's up, brother? We'll get you on the unmute. Yeah, yeah, I just unmuted. Sorry. <laughs> all good, man. Thanks for hopping in. Having a no, beer. all right. I've yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've been hoping to join in for a while, but obviously timeline's a bit different in Australia, so. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah, that is. What time is it there? Uh, what have I got? About 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's almost 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, here. So It'll be 9 p.m. on the west east there. coast. Awesome, man. So are you drinking a, a, a Foster's? Is that is that kind of what you drink every day is Foster's? No, no, not really. Uh, oh, well, we were time, told uh, <laughs> the word Foster's actually means Australian. In Australia, it actually means beer. And, like, we're told that that's yeah, all right. you guys drink is Foster's. Yeah, uh, probably uh, probably a main one would probably be, like, 4X or, like, even um, uh, Summer's beer as well. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot that everyone drinks. Even Bundy Rum, a lot of people love. But, yeah, not my flavor. <laughs> Uh, what part of Australia, mate? Uh, Queensland. Hmm. Okay, man. Awesome. Thanks for hopping in. So curious no, in, in Australia, man. What What is it that drives you? What gives you that motivation to, to push forward into the future? And then in the future, what are you going to be driving over there in Australia? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm really interested to hear about <laughs> this one. Um, hopefully still the same car that I'm driving now. But, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm mainly into Skyline, so I try to stick to that. But, yeah, maybe something a little bit more American, like a Chevy C10 in the future would be good. Something a big, you know, big muscle, bit of a big block in it would be nice. <laughs> Not too many big blocks over there? Uh, there definitely is, but it's um, more like people in their 30s and 40s. So I'm heading into my 30s, but, yeah, I think it's time to get out of, uh, you know, a little sports car and get into some big muscle so yeah what do you oh. drive now what do you drive now uh, i've got a uh 33 four door uh 33 four door skyline in the garage that doesn't go anywhere unless i take it out once a month <laughs> but yeah just Good sort job. of sits there with a the car cover on it <laughs> nice car man little trade yeah, c10 no, so. for skyline yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. How that's like a rare thing over here or over there, and then over here, it's like dime a dozen. Yeah. No. It's um. Yeah. Just sort of getting bored with it, I guess. And uh, yeah, a nice big big block would be uh pretty good to rumble in the garage and then park it up for a month. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like it, man. And then internally, what is it that motivates you? Uh, I think just um, helping out people that sort of, you know, there's a lot of cars out there that I see and 
you know, the paints are just horrible and a lot of the time people need like the right sort of drive to actually get them to look a lot better than what they are sort of thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of cars sort of rolling around that are pretty scratched up and no one really knows knows what scratches or, you know, they get a ceramic coating and then they just take it to the car wash and get it destroyed. So, yeah, and they pay all that money for nothing. So <laughs> I just want to sort of help people to know that you can't really do that after a correction or even a coating. It's not invincible. So. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Appreciate it. And once again, dude, that's awesome, man. Thanks for joining us all the way uh, over there. Uh, much love. I've got yeah, no. <laughs> uh, a good, a good friend over there named Mick Moten. Um, I, I met Mick because I was uh, in college. I would come back and I was a YMCA camp counselor. That was my, a uh, summer job in college. And we had a exchange guy inside of the YMCA organization that came over from Australia named Mick Moden. He's now uh, has something to do with finance inside of Harley Davidson, Australia. And he's some type oh, yeah. of finance guy that works inside of the, the main company. And he's, he told me, I tried to get over there for my 40th birthday and uh, it just didn't quite work out, but he was like, dude, come over. I got bikes. I got everything. We're good to go. We can tour Australia. And I was like, God damn it. Like I got to get over there. <laughs> my oh, dream, yeah. my yeah. actually number one bucket <laughs> list is to, to go over to the great barrier reef. I want to dive it. And then I also want to swim with it. I want to go into the cage dive. And I know he said that's kind of up North of Australia, but I yeah, want to get, yeah. I want to get up there and go, go cage dive uh, with the great whites. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, definitely number one bucket list. So thanks so much for hopping in. All right. So we all have some interesting people that we've come across in our lives. And when it seems to be a customer, it can be even more interesting when you meet them and you have some interaction with them. Sometimes you're like, oh, what the right? Like what in the world is going on? Listen, we've talked to customers who wanted us to to use their products before, right? We've talked about that. These people that, you know, you walk, you go up to their place and they're like, oh, we want you to use Derek. Remember it was Zeno brothers. That guy yeah. actually reached out to me. Uh, he was, I said, I mean, he was a customer. I still know the guy. And uh, he reached out to me on Facebook. Uh, I think it was a birthday or something. He said, happy birthday. And I go, listen, dude, we just talked about you the other day. Like, it was crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, we have those interesting type customers. I'm curious from you guys, though, you know, what are some interactions that you guys have had with some customers? It could be, you know, it could be they were interesting. It could be negative. It could be positive. It could just be kind of one of those. Wow, that was uh, hmm that that was that was really interesting but i also said remember there was that customer that told me that their son could do it i mean that that's an interesting comment on that i, I think i did i think i talked about that on that episode i did where i was talking about liking big butts oh yes and and that lady goes yeah but my son can do it i mean that's just so interesting i'm i'm at that point i'm in my 30s or something and she's comparing what i do to her 16 year old son is going to be able to do it right you just kind of go that's that's really really interesting but the the low the latest ones that are interesting uh well the one i got actually this week and i find it really interesting when people ask us to do tiktok videos you know of packaging their their products 
And those are fun. I've done it. And I think they're really great. And I get those messages here, you know, semi on a regular basis. But the one I got recently was somebody purchased one gallon of slick and then sent me a message and said, Hey, can you do a TikTok video? Interesting because putting one product in a box does not seem to be like it would be that uh, great for content except for you, right? Like it, it's just an interesting thing. Like you want me to make a whole TikTok video out of putting one product in a box? Like, hmm, interesting, right? Customer's not wrong. Sure, I'll do it at some point. But, you know, there's just kind of get some interesting interactions with people. Derek, have you guys had any, uh, as, as you've gone around, have you had any interesting lately? Um, the latest one I had was, um, I'm not, I'm sure you guys have had this problem, but, uh, I, I lately I've been having customers will, will drop their vehicles off and then it just seems like it's, it's such a hassle to get them to come pick the car up. And it's like, so I had this guy drop the car off, be confirmed. Okay, cool. You're going to be back here tomorrow to come get your car. I must finish it tonight. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So the guy leaves. Nine o'clock at night, I get a text message going, hey, I'm not going to be able to come get the car till Sunday. And this was Tuesday at this point. And I go, no, 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 no. You need to come get this car like tomorrow. Like I, I can't, I can't have it later. She was like, what are you going to do with the car? I'm like, well, I'm going to pull it out on the street because I need to use my driveway. And, you know, I'll have the key with me. And you, once I get paid, I'll give you your, give you your keys. So you can leave. And the guy goes, well, that's not going to work for me. And I'm like, it's not going to work for me if you leave your car here. So what are you going to do? And, they, and he just didn't understand that why I was so mad that he just didn't want to come pick up his car. And I was just like, bro, like, don't, don't you want to get your car? Like, like I, I, it was very interesting. It just seemed weird. Like he was, so then me being a nice person, he finally got the car. He ended up getting the car late. He calls me, we do another car and the same thing happened. And I'm just like kicking myself going like, you know, so I had to fire that guy. I had to fire that customer and I have not done another car for him. But I literally was like, you know, that, that little voice is telling you to don't do it. Don't do it. And I just said, oh, okay, fine. I'll do this. Maybe he, maybe he learned his lesson. Nope. Didn't learn. And he, it, now he texts me, uh, yeah, actually this week, actually, Hey, when are you free again? And I, I was just like, end of November. And she's like, end of November. And I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's busy month, man. I'm not, I don't know what to tell you. And the guy's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to find somebody else. I go, not a problem. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I bet you Dustin doesn't have nearly that interesting of people in West Virginia. They're probably all pretty easy going <laughs> over there. And we have been through the ringer lately. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. So we have this uh, customer and we always service them mobile. Well, we moved to the shop and it's always been a hassle for them to bring their vehicle to the shop. And so uh, they wouldn't leave the keys with anybody but me, even though it was at my shop in my parking lot. Then I, the phone is ringing. So I had to come out and get the keys. Get the keys. They go on their way. And... I get the phone call. Hey, we just want to make sure that you're going to be the only one moving this vehicle. Otherwise <laughs> we can come back and get it. And I'm like, well, and I, I seriously told her, I said, look, if we crash this thing into the wall, it's covered. You're, you're getting a new vehicle. I was like, we're insured. 
And, uh, well, we, we don't want that to happen. Well, no shit. None of us want that to happen, but <laughs> it's in good hands. So that was the only time it came to our shop. Then it went back to, we would handle them on a, on a mobile basis. So I took, you know, one of my guys out there, we knocked him out, um, whatever. So the next time they call us out, which is like a month or two later, Hey, we just, uh, you know, we need you back out here, but are you going to be the one working on the vehicles? Cause la you know, last time we know you had a couple of helpers with you. I'm like, well, I, you know, yeah, I'm going to be there, but I'm going to have my guys with me. Oh, well, you know, last time there was a couple things missed, but they wouldn't tell me what was missed. And I inspected those vehicles. Nothing was missed. These are just the type of people that they're a pain in the ass. Um, and then this week, we have, you know, those people that have the highest, nicest vehicles, like brand new, low miles, you name it, but don't want to pay for an actual detail. They want to book a mini service. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when the vehicle shows up, it actually needs more, but you go the extra mile because they're a good customer. And then, so I wasn't at the shop and they were trying to get one over on my guys and point out some stuff. And fortunately, uh, Logan is my lead detailer and he just kind of handles most of the stuff. And he's like, well, you booked a mini detail. This is not, <laughs> this is not a stage two interior detail. You booked a mini, which is vacuum and wipe down. So <laughs> these people, so we've been hammered by a man and it's just like, what, I mean, what do you do? You can only set the bar and just say tough shit. So no, I don't think the customer is always right. <laughs> you get oh, what right. you pay for oh yeah <laughs> west virginia is a fun place to do detail work apparently oh it's, it's great over here it's great uh do you know Derek? alex was on earlier and then he hopped off really on the first question I almost said, and i was about to say god where'd alex go i really wanted him to chop in yeah, I wanted to hear what he, he got some good stories. Yeah, yeah he always has good stories, right? About taking craps behind trees while he's working on somebody's car. I mean, he's always got fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, that guy, no, yeah, he had that. He had that guy that was uh, watching detail when he was bending over, cleaning the rims and stuff, that dude. And he was uh, he wore, he wore like the, the, the jeggings, the tight, the tight leggings when he went to go detail. I gave him a good tip, but I was like, bro. Yeah. I uh, definitely, you know, he might have a good one as old uh, Lucas. Hmm. Recently, there hasn't been too much trouble. I guess the weirdest one was uh, earlier last week. Some guy came and, uh, older fella came and dropping his truck off. And he's like telling me, well, you know, back in my day, I used to run a detail shop. I was. I was, I was the best detailer around town. We had all the dealership accounts and, you know, I, my standards are pretty high. So make sure this one's done right. And I'm, it's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. And he comes to pick his truck up and he looks at the outside and the inside and he's going over what he thinks is a fine tooth comb. He's like, whoa, I can't believe how clean this thing is. I've never seen it so clean. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's because you paid someone to detail your car, it's going to be detailed. Well, I'm super happy with, I, oh man, this is better than we ever did in the, 
back in the 80s i'm like well that's the goal is that it gets better with time so i i appreciate the kind words and, hell yeah oh, that's awesome uh, that he's is like, awesome. Oh, i'm bringing you a couple more cars i'm way too old to do this clay bar and shit now so i'm bringing you the rest of my cars like cool dude did he bring them that was yeah he just called me today he's so his next car he called me today he's he's got kind of a weird family dynamic with the cars basically He's got a Subaru Forester that's uh, 2019, and his daughter has a 2016, and he's got a 2023 or 2022, one, one, a brand new one that's supposed to be delivered next week. So he wants to get his daughter's cleaned up so that he can sell that one and then give his current Subaru Forester to his daughter so that he can take delivery of the new one and drive the new one. But he doesn't want to get the old one into detail until he can give his Subaru to his daughter because he said she is a slob and it is destroyed. So he doesn't <laughs> want to give her the opportunity of a week of driving it after it's been detailed to destroy it again. So I was like, I understand that. I have seen the insides of many of women's cars and no, no judgment. They just tend to not take care of their cars as quite as well as men tend to. So I understand it. And he chuckled just and was like, yeah. Hey, Dustin, is that like now we got another one? There's there's now a new guy, huh? Yeah, dude, super super guy is definitely a big thing mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like half of my business is Subaru. And those families that are diehard Subaru, they're exactly like that. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just how it is. <laughs> and most yep. of them are great customers too. I'll give them that. Okay, so are you are you saying we should all start marketing to Subaru people? Absolutely. No, God, dude. please, no, no. Oh, I'm no. I am for it, dude. Like, like Dustin, it, just fill no, up. your opinion, your opinion is objectively incorrect because every no, single no, Subaru no, is completely no. full of dog hair and pet uh, urine, and it oh, smells like hair. shit. And I hate Subaru carpets and pet hair. And guess what? They all have bunch of pet hair so Luke, is the subaru Subarus. the new minivan mom is the su is the subaru mom the new minivan mom no no the crossover no. mom is the new minivan the crossover mom. mom yeah no the the dodge uh oh what what the dodge durango is the new minivan i haven't seen i haven't seen a single one that's that's been they clean. still make a durango yeah they're yeah. fucking yeah. yeah they just they made a hellcat one they, they said they wouldn't and then it's and other people are pissed, and now they're suing Dodge because Dodge is all yeah, this because the they're way making more, <laughs> and now they're making more. So now it's other sponsors uh -huh. no more. People well, I, I I saw a video about it, and apparently the all these people paid you know sixty grand over sticker for what they thought would be a limited version. We're only making three thousand units or whatever it was, so they thought that you know their vehicles wouldn't be depreciated by more vehicles. So now they have a class action rolling because. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, oh, I think we're going to make another 3,000. Fuck you guys. <laughs> There's a couple of people that own them around here. So I've seen them there. They, they, they're wild. They sound mean. All right. We officially, we officially got a new person, Dustin, huh? The Subaru yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Subaru guy, though. Like, th those people are legit. They don't want to clean their own stuff. They bring it in, a little dog hair, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Not a big vehicle. No worries. We'll get I it guess handled. it depends on the Subaru, Dustin, because if it's a WRX or an STI, I am all the fuck about it. If it's we a Forester or a Legacy, uh-uh. 
we don't we don't see the WRX or the STI, STI. guy. Maybe it's at twenty two percent interest rate. Uh, oh, you wow. know whatever they got going yeah. on there. I, I swear the um, Subaru dealership here in West Michigan sells more cars than any other dealership because that I mean everyone thinks they need all-wheel drive to be, have a sporty car because it snows freaking nine months a year over here the WRX is the number one wrecked vehicle in the state of West Virginia <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding it is oh. <laughs> it's uh it, it's wild I mean the amount of blue and white ones that are here geez and these are the cheapest people on the face of the earth, man. <laughs> they want everything for nothing. But by golly, when they roll in, when the people roll in with the Outback or you know what the Forester, whatever, they're the greatest customers on the face of the earth. They're so excited when they get their vehicle back. Oh and yeah, have dog hair in it. They they I'll definitely take, take care of their cars like Porsche people. I did a, an STI for a buddy of mine a couple weeks or I guess a month ago now. And I guess I, I'm I'm not a Subaru guy. Don't care for the cars. Don't not in any of the community. But I guess he he took a pictures some pictures of his car and shouted me out in one of the local Subaru groups that I didn't even get a notification for because it was private and I'm not a member of it. And then all of a sudden the next couple of days after that, I had people stopping in with Subarus randomly. I had like six people swing by the shop and like, yeah, your buddy, Rob posted about you in the Facebook group and was said, you did a good job. Can you give me a quote for this and that? And I was like, sure. And, you know, of course I gave them all quotes and one of them booked an appointment so far, but I still appreciated it. So they, they definitely show interest in their cars. Dude, it's like a cult, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's crazy. <laughs> uh yeah the, everything with the sti and the wrx is actually i've done two uh in the last year and both of them were travel nurses and they're just like hey my car's here if you could get it clean great <laughs> that's it but actual <laughs> actual like car guys that are all about the wrx life and everything nah you, they'll come up to you at the meet and be like hey i want to get it in and get this this and this done you know, I'll, I'll be reaching out to you soon. You never hear from them. Nope. <sighs> That's not good. Not good at all. All right. So one of the things we do every once in a while is a uh, suggestion, right? Something that you've found, whether that's <clears throat> interesting or <clears throat> something you've been working on that you want to recommend to other people to do. Something you want to suggest to <clears throat> the hyperclean community of Something that would benefit them could be a product could be, I, I know where Derek's going. It could be about marketing. It could be, uh, you know, something that you've said recently to a customer. It could be, Hey, you know, use, use Uno. It's an incredible one year product, right? It could be whatever, whatever suggestion you want to get from me. I'm going to do, and I, I, I did this and I'm going to piggyback an episode I do with Sean from Orbis X. And it was one that uh, we just did the other day. And it's called Learn to Put Out. And this was my tip. And uh, we do what's called, you know, just a tip, ironically funny, uh, and even more ironically funny that Dustin, uh, as you saw, Derek, as you've seen over the years, Cass, who works with this, as he's been out to mobile tech, he said recently, he goes, you know, you had said as you were going to start doing a lot of things in mobile tech that, People would copy and now there's these lounges and, you know, where everybody's recording podcasts, right? Like, well, 
it's interesting how now there's a brand that started to pay somebody to put out marketing tips and he's calling it just a tip. So it's, it is really funny how uh, <laughs> it continues to be borrowed what we do. But in that segment, I had said that you need to learn to put out. I, I think that's a great tip. You should learn to put out. So my suggestion for everybody here tonight is that you should learn to put out. It's a great idea. Put out more. But then learn two things. Put it out again. And here's what I mean. And I'll go quickly because we want this to be kind of a quick little segment. Uh, there's so many people that don't put out things, whether it's marketing in, uh, you know, paper, whether it's in audio, whether it's in visual, whatever it is that they have created, they don't really seem to ever want to put it out because they're a little insecure about it. They want it to be perfect. They want it to make sure that they're going to do that. They've spent a lot of time on it. So if I've spent time on this, I want it to maximize and I want to get all this return. Okay. I get it. But you got to just put it out and then you need to learn from it. And this is something that Nick might, you know, Nick here at HyperClean has really worked with us on. Like you put things out, but then we also got to make sure that what we put out is really great content. So in order to get there, you got to learn from what you end up putting out, what does well, what doesn't do well, what you could do better. And I think you should learn two things and then you should put out another video, right? Don't get stuck in, oh, I can't ever get all this or I can't get, just put it out, learn two things and put out another, learn two things and put out another. So my suggestion is that everybody should learn to put out. Derek, what's your suggestion? So something that I, I think I even called you, Marty, about it was, um, so I, in the store that I work at, uh, one of the guys, he's really into marketing. Um, he does a lot on Google. Um, he came in and he goes, uh, Derek, you, you know, have you been posting on YouTube and YouTube shorts? And I go, yeah. He goes, good. So what he told me was that if you guys have your Google My Business set up, like you have it tied to your website, you have everything set up, they sent you the code so you're legit, like it's a relocation. If you have that set up with your YouTube account um, and you start doing shorts, Apparently, they're starting to use that as like reference point so that when people are searching your business, they come up as like, like, uh, almost like, uh, like, uh, I don't even know what references, like, almost like, like a job interview, like, oh, this guy's legit, he's got all these, these views. So, I've been posting on YouTube Shorts and uh, I've gotten some success. You know, some of the videos have like 20 or 30,000, you know, views, and there's simple things, but I'm literally taking the reels that I make on Instagram. And posted them on on YouTube Reels, sorry YouTube Shorts, and uh, it seems to be working. So basically, what what's end up been happening is the days where I'll my business has been like open on like you know Saturday, I'm getting four or five calls, and I'm you know for detailing, and I'm just like wow, like and I'm not paying for marketing, it's just popping up. So ever since inside posted, those shorts, Derek, you and I have been yeah. working on, right? It's, it's yes. education. Yes. It's voiceovers. You know, these are some of the things that not everybody can, you know, they need to make sure they talk through on the video need to show what they're doing. The more informative you are on a how to is where you'll get even more video views. That's, that's what I was going to say is it's, it's, uh, 
I've, I've been kind of trying to really like watch other YouTubers, kind of see what they're doing and posting the videos and doing the voiceover, talking about a tip, something quick, something you can digest in 10 seconds really has been really been helping. And uh, I don't, it's, I've noticed a difference. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm definitely going to keep doing it. So yeah, agreed. Dustin. All right. So uh, let's piggyback off the, uh, off the clock show here um fly let's talk flyers i love flyers if you can design so i paid a local company to basically i sent them a link to my website here's my website design me a flyer they sent me a proof i checked it out made a couple of revisions boom i've got a solid flyer um i would recommend door knocking find some big businesses where you can just go in and drop off some flyers. What I like to do is we have custom air fresheners made with our logos on them. So anytime I'm dropping off flyers, if I'm dropping off five flyers, I'm going to drop off five air fresheners with it. So the air fresheners cost basically nothing, whatever. Um, well, this works. that costs 50 cents a dollar. I mean, there's, there is a value. Yes. But when you look at the, you know, the big picture, we did this with a Kia dealership, and we also did this with a large oil and gas company. I walked in, introduced myself, just wanted to drop these off. That's that short conversation. Not only did we land the deal from the Kia dealership, so we have all their work, um, we also have been receiving work from this large oil and gas company. What it cost me, five bucks and a door knock? Don't be scared. All you, you got to do is introduce yourself. Go door knock, and you want these big companies. You don't want to just rely on retail work. Uh, I made the mistake of doing that for years, but if you want to grow and have employees and stuff like that, you need that stable income, even if you're not making the highest ticket price. Um, you want something that's constantly coming in your door. And, uh, you know, if you really want to grow your business and this is all like new to me, like I'm still learning, but dealerships aren't bad. It's not what the industry makes it out to be. A dealership can make or break you. I mean, it can keep you in business when you're in the, in the winter months and things are slow. Uh, same with these big companies. You might not make the crazy high retail, you know, price you you're normally getting, but you, you've got stuff in the door and you're cranking them out. So nicely flyers, done yeah flyers nicely and done. air fresheners yeah great job lucas don't be afraid of commercial work like dustin said and you don't have to limit yourself to dealerships because personally i fucking hate dealerships and i will not i do not want to have to go back to doing dealership work so i have pursued uh different kind of commercial accounts for instance, the only thing I still do mobile is uh, semi-interiors for a pretty large trucking company near me. Um, and they send me probably five or six trucks a month to go, you know, buzz out, whip up the interior good enough for a new driver. And then I bill them on an invoice and I get, they pay them online or mail me a check. And it's consistent work, semi-interiors, while some of them, yes, are pretty filthy. Um, we have it written in our contract in a way that I charge them a flat rate of, 
my commercial hourly rate, which is separate from a standard. So I, I even charge them a little more than I would for my regular hourly rate. They agreed to a three hour minimum, um, no matter the state of the truck. And then it's all time and materials after a five hour maximum rate. So if it takes me more than five hours, sweet, I get billed for that. I'm making three hours minimum. And generally they take me about 90 minutes counting the drive to wherever the semi is. Cause they're all local at a couple different yards right around my shop. So it's, it's easy work. It kind of sucks in the snow, but you know, you can get the truck started, get the heat rolling and, you know, still get it done. Otherwise uh, I'll give them a little bit of break if they bring them to the shop. Cause I can fit semis in my shop. Um, so yeah, look into trucking industry. And uh, yeah, farming equipment is another lucrative area. I'm trying to get into uh, um, farm equipment and construction equipment a little bit because I know farmers, they, they care a lot about their tractors and their combines and their skid steers, their front end loaders. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm talking to a few people trying to break into that market as well. Okay, man. Nicely done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Cooking with Nick suggestion for the community it could be anything doesn't Take have to time. be marketing it could be yeah yeah go get a mini cooper <laughs> take a time every now and then once a year six months just think on it think about how can i make my day-to-day -day life more fun more enjoyable what can i add like if I add speakers and a music system to my shop, is that going to make everybody happier? Is that going to boost morale for me and my team? What can you do to, to make things more fun and more enjoyable on a daily basis? So you're not going, fuck, I don't want to go to work today. You can go, all right, we're going to work today. See the difference? You can make things a little more fun. So your day-to-day -day life, if you hate it, it's a lot better. Or if you enjoy it, you start to love it. Small thing, can you can do me a, a favor? Go to hypercleanstore.com and put into the, uh, the, that, you know, you can fill out a form and I think you should put a request for HQ for headquarters to get a, a system throughout the warehouse. Sure. Absolutely, man. I'm ready for those guys to be jamming out. Cass is going to be jamming out to nineties alternative music. And we're going to be getting into some sublime. We're going to get into, all yeah, kinds dude. of great green day. We're going to get into, Oh, listen, we were, we were jamming out some stuff that remember Nirvana and how crazy they're, uh, I mean, you got a baby floating in the water, chasing a dollar that's naked. I mean, that right. It was good. Times. Look, man, I added a giant Bluetooth speaker to my wash page, like about a year ago. It was like one of the things in my house that like, I, I kind of prized because it's a really rare, huge, nice Bluetooth speaker. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it in my shop for like a week. You ever seen what happens when three dudes who hate their jobs turn on music that they love? Dog. That changed everything. Everything. It, it, it went from like, man, shit, like to the people just like, I don't know, jamming out and having the time of their lives. It turned into that sunny Saturday where you're washing your car and having fun again. Like, that's the vibe I'm chasing when I'm washing cars. So and I made vibe, that for other people, and that made me so happy. The the vibe I used to get was, so the funny time for me, and I'm usually an EDM guy, right? We've talked about this, but mm -hmm. when I had the car wash every Saturday morning, I would force everybody to listen to No Dustin, Not Your Crap Shit, Today's Country Music, 
the good old nineties and early two thousands. We were pure George Strait. It was a lot of Garth Brooks, all that stuff. And uh, I forced all those guys for every Saturday morning to always be listening. And I just loved it. Every Saturday, I just was always waiting for Saturday morning so I could go jam out to some good music. So cook it with Nick, man. Great suggestion. Great suggestion. All right. Resurrection. uh, Was it, you know, coming out of, uh, Let's come out of left field out of Australia and let's let's go with a suggestion for the community first night on. But come on, man, let's hear it. Anything you want to suggest? Um, I think one of the biggest things would probably be uh, listening to the Pints and Polishing podcast for one. Hey, community. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely uh, noticed that. Yeah, just a lot of the details that I know, um, you know, obviously in the detail community. <laughs> community um, yeah, here we go <laughs> don't really listen to podcasts or don't even know that there are any detailing podcasts and um yeah i've definitely learned a lot from your podcast and a few others and yeah it definitely takes you from you know little knowledge to a lot, a lot more knowledge just from listening to you know a few podcasts and you can get so much out of it so yeah definitely get onto the podcast yeah yeah, definitely. You can. I, I like to I think ultimately what you're saying is the suggestion is that people should learn while they're doing other things. And that's been a big progression of what I've always tried to do in life and in business is learn while I'm doing because I've said it jokingly, but I really I really can't read. I read horribly. And I they always right. You 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 can't go to any anybody that says what makes a person successful and they'll look at CEOs or look at businesses, like anybody that's gotten to that ultimate level, they've always said what they read like a book a week or a, a book every two days. Like the people that get the most successful in life, they're always learning and they've always done it by reading, but at the core of it, they're learning. Right. So I can't read very well. But I can listen. God damn, yeah, exactly. I can listen pretty good. So I love to listen to stuff while I'm working, while I'm polishing paint, while I'm cleaning wheels, while I'm scrubbing out windows, while I'm getting out carpets, while I'm packing boxes, whatever it is that I'm doing in my day. I love to put on your right podcast and, and marketing podcast, not just detailing, you know. Uh, maybe it's a, you know, personal motivation podcast and how to think more positively, but I also love books. So I, I do that Amazon every month I get hit and I got a credit or whatever. Like I force myself to listen to books on a regular basis. Absolutely. Great suggestion, man. We should never stop learning. Great job. Oh, exactly. Love especially, especially if you learn something whilst you listen to a podcast with the same problem you're having at that time <laughs> so i've definitely had that at some point mm-hmm. good one all right derek it's time i i think it it's a good time to go ahead and tab out <laughs> so hold on, let me pull this up because this one now this one i'm a little interested to see what you guys say because i know for i have a little bit different situation than some, some people especially in my car but so, as a car guy, we all love our cars. We like to keep them looking nice. So, are you an asshole if you tell someone to not lean on your car 
because to them it's just a car, but to you, it's your baby. Mm, great one. All right. I'm going to start this off by checking in with Greg and Martinez. I know sometimes you guys don't like to talk a whole lot, but you're always here and we really appreciate you being part of the community pub. Didn't want to know if, you know, I know Martinez, we've talked, man. This is your chance. This is a great time. Well, all right. Well, it's worth a shot. He told me one time that he wanted to chat a little bit, but uh, he was a little bit nervous about his English. So I thought this was a great chance for him to, to get a chance. Brother, next time, brother. It's all good. All right, uh, Dustin. Uh, man, it, I, I guess it depends on if you're giving me good vibes or bad vibes. Like I, I'm not that super picky person, like get off my shit. Um, it, like, like I get it, man, whatever. Like my, my truck's nice. Cool. If, I mean, if you're not hurting anything, I, I really don't care. It, it, I don't get why some people get so bent out of shape over somebody, you know, leaning on the ride or whatever. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah, if you got like a button or something scratching up against it, yeah, we don't want that, right? Um, but if you're not causing any damage, don't be a dick. <laughs> That's my thoughts. It, I mean, we were at uh, Cars and Coffee, and this random group of people went up and was like, the one chick was legitimately like sitting on my tire because I've got real wide tires and taking pictures in front of it. I don't even know these people. Like, I don't care. And they were going around to some other vehicles and doing the same. It's not a big deal to me. Um, if you like my truck, that that's a compliment of its own. Like, heck yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I've put a lot of time and effort into it. So I don't really see why I get people get bent out of shape. It's not that big of a deal to me. Uh, you know, just want everybody to have a good day. And if we're hanging out, enjoying car life, heck yeah, that's what it's about. There you go. What is it you guys think though? Like, what makes people freak out? Cause you're right. Like you can do what micro abrasion damage or unless they have Dustin, like you said, some type of metal on their gene or that. And I think that's probably what it originally started with because as car shows, and if you took a journey through everything and as people started getting clear coats, and then all the expensive vehicles and everything, like the amount of time they were spending on things, you would lean against something and we didn't have the same genes that are prevalent today. Genes back then might've been a little bit more rough. I mean, sometimes people have those big old buckles and they push like, I get why some people are like, Whoa, back away, back away. It's no? ego. It's just an ego thing to me. Anyways. Like, like I think people just, I but if you got a really it. rare vehicle, this is me refraining from the Dodge truck conversation. <laughs> but I, okay, but I, I get that. But what are the chances that you get something crazy like a super high end McLaren or whatever, you know, at a car show, at your local car show? But I'm talking like people at, you know, your local cars and coffee. Like whatever, you know, they got a Corvette or, a, you know, WRX or, you know, whatever. You should be happy that somebody is sitting there talking to you about your vehicle. In my opinion, I've heard stories of people at our local cars and coffee that they would, 
they would ask you not to park next to their vehicle because you didn't drive a Ford or a Chevy or, you know, a Mustang or whatever, or whatever. There's legitimately like rumors that I've heard from multiple people about a certain group of guys talking like, Hey, can you move over there? Your car's not up to par. And if somebody said that to me, I'd tell, I told them to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a good Dodge pisses- truck owner, you would, goddammit. Well, that's what pisses me off about our local car community. Like, like it's full of a bunch of egos and shit. If you don't drive something that's, you know, in the click or whatever, you, you know, you're nothing. Well, Lucas. Well, to be the defector here. Yeah, that's I, what I was ready. <laughs> I am the first one to admit that I drive shit. And it is shit, and it runs like shit, but it's my shit, and if I see yeah. your hands on it, I'm going to be immediately aggressive. If we did, if I don't know you, and you don't know how I take care of my stuff, and I walk up at a car meet show, whatever, and I see someone's hands touching my shit, we're going to have a problem very quickly. Because that's my shit. I paid for it. I worked to make it look as nice as it does. I don't care that it's a polished turd. I don't care that it's a 10-year-old Audi. You, it's my shit. You should not be touching my shit without talking to me first or knowing me first. Like, there's a difference here. And it's, that's just car guy etiquette. No, rule number one, look, don't touch. That You go to a car meet and you start touching people's cars, you're going to run into a problem very soon. So first offense, I'm not a dick about it. I'm like, hey, dude, I really don't care that, you know, you're touching my car. I'd appreciate that maybe you talk to me first or get to know me before you just, you know, start rubbing your hand with your wedding band and your watch or, you know, your pants or whatever up against my paint. Cause I know it's got a few scratches, but I do try and take care of it. And I'd appreciate if you didn't touch it. And then I'll let them know, listen, you go do that to some of the other guys around here, especially them guys over there with the uh, shiny brand new Corvettes. You go do that to their cars, you know, <laughs> the Corvettes with the cones, the, the guys who bring the little freaking cones to put in front of their cars. If you go touch Whoa. their cars, you're going to get yelled at or like um, it's just, it's an etiquette thing. It's just, it's principle to me more so than it is that I care about my car that much. And I've been to car shows, lots of car shows where obviously people bring their kids and their dogs. And I have my feelings about that too, but I just, if you're going to bring your kids and your dogs, tell your kids, listen, do not fucking touch these things. And if you bring your dogs, bring a shorter leash. Because I had to fix lots of scratch marks from someone's dog that decided to hop up on a 911 and scratch the shit out of the side door with its paws. Oh, God. I've done that and too. Oh. This guy that owned the dog ended up paying me to, because the guy who owned the dog was my customer, ended up paying for this 911 to come to my shop and have the door polished out. Luckily, it was really easy, surface level stuff that you could barely see, but it's like, don't touch my shit because I'm not a fan of that. And I don't want to be a dick about it, but it's just the, you know, it's the principle. I'm not a fan of people touching my stuff. So what are your thoughts about what Dustin said? Man, it's fine. It's a dodge. I mean, they're meant ah! to be touched. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dustin. But, no, but see, but Dustin's his truck is, is, is lifted, so it's all they're just touching the, the tires, so it's okay. 
It's okay. Yeah, and I drive a slammed Audi, so if someone were sitting on my tire, they'd have to be about a half an inch tall and a quarter inch wide. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> but Lucas, Dustin's point is, hey, listen, it, it, there's nothing really gonna happen. I just want people to have a good time. That that's yeah. the biggest thing. And as a business owner, I'm not. I don't want to go up to them and be like, hey, get off my shit. Like, you know, I want to talk to them about the vehicle, and you know, it could turn into a lead. Um, well, Dustin, I'm going to break the news to you. If someone is uh, virgin enough in the car scene to just start sitting on tires and taking hoary pictures, they are not a customer. Those are yeah, the people yeah, but that... The, it, it might be Subaru girl, though. I mean... <laughs> that's not a customer so, you want either. I'll, and, and I'll, I'll just I'll tell you, Dustin, and, someone and who doesn't you. have the etiquette to know or the know about cars in general to just not... I mean, you don't walk into a, a business. You don't go to the store... And start fucking touching cars while you're in the parking lot. It's just not something that people should do. And if they haven't been taught not to do that, they're not a customer of mine. Because that means well, that's just. Well, what if they're not a the, car? What if they're not car people and they're just they're new? They're just trying. You know, like wow, a bunch well, of cool cars. I want to go check them out. Like like car people aren't right. my. But that's why I said if it's anyways. someone I've never. That's why I said if it's someone I've never seen before, I'm I'm gonna let them know all my boundaries with my shit but I'm not going to be a dick about it the first time I come back in 20 minutes and I see him doing it again. The only time I've really been a dick about it was when I was going, I was at a car meet checking some, another bunch of rides out. Cause usually I get there and just leave my car and I come back to my car to grab a bottle of water. I left in it. And I see some dude and his girlfriend fucking sitting in my front seats playing with the wiggle stick. Cause oh, it's a manual. Oh, no, and this guy was like, Oh, no, oh yeah, no. I got, I got one of these. Right no, over there. no, 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 no. That's, that's too far. He's that's he's like, a, I um, wanted to see what the shifter felt like because I'm lo- like windows were down, doors were unlocked, hell they didn't no. have anything. Hell, yeah. And hell so no. like I that's I was like line. you've got huh. about 30 seconds to get the fuck out of my car and leave before something really bad happens to you in front of your girlfriend. So I would recommend you get the fuck out of my car wow. and you go over there. Wow. That's too far at that point. Yeah. That's yeah. A little... So it's like, yeah, it's just, that's one of my pet peeves that it's just how I'm wired. I thought you said they're going to be sitting on your hood or something, but like in the car, uh-uh, no. Oh, no, I've seen people leaning on my hood before and Oof. like, hey, please don't. You know, it's a thin piece. Lean on the trunk if you want. I'd rather you lean on your car, but, you know, the hood is kind of a no-no because it's going to dent if you weigh more than 10 pounds. So just... <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. I think I would tell people to get the fuck off my car, too. Lucas, I'm with you. Yeah, Thank I, you, Marshall. I, yeah, I'm going to say I, I'm the same way, guys. Because I've, I've had to yell at people that like to. I don't, ever since I got a truck, I, don't, I guess people think it's just it's a truck. So and I like, <laughs> leaned up against like the fenders. And I was like, and I was sitting in front of a customer. I had a customer who wanted to sign the check on my hood. Oh, your car is oh, so clean. No, no, no. And, like, and like he pulls the check out and I see him slap the check on my hood. And I'm just like, sir, can, can we please use something else besides my truck to sign <laughs> your check? And the guy was like, and I was like, thinking in my head, like, I don't want to be a dick about this because the guy's about to give me money. So let me just like, here, here. So I grab like my, uh, my kneeling pad that I had. I was like, use this. It's flat. And he signed the check. And I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm driving home. I'm like, damn, why? 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 It's my truck. Like, I know I detailed my truck, but, like, it's my baby. I paid for this. Like, I don't want it to be scratched up. It's my hard-earned money, but, like, 
it's, it's still my truck. I don't care what it looks like. It's it's my baby. Like it's my charity. So let's say like it's my mine. So. So the, it's interesting, though, we're talking about this and I don't want to chase too big of a rabbit, but I've shared the story. And especially here locally, we've had these discussions because there's a guy, his name's Brian. He's down in Oklahoma City. It's OKC Detail. And and I did an 87. Uh, um, oh, geez, I'm going to butcher it now, but this is where I go where I say I can't remember all the models, but. He did this twin set of cars and I did one that was actually the, uh, uh, the, the model number and stuff. And so I was looking at the cars that were inside of, of his spot. And I walked over and I, I went to go, but look at all this dust. Cause they'd been sitting there a while and I touched it. And he freaked the fuck out. Like he was mad. And he was like, dude, I tell people to get out of my shop. If they touch people's cars and I go, Ooh, he goes, I don't even let my customers touch their own cars that's so, a little too far oh yeah well I'll, it's uh, it's yeah. different right it's a car show and it's yours and other people are talking, but then there's a part of detailing in this very elite quote unquote and listen brian he know he listen we he knows i love him he's been buying Brent, Derek. you'll remember this he's been buying uno since it was in a spray bottle Right. Wow. So wow. he he's been a long time customer. Great person. He's the guy that I've talked about that did a paint booth and then put his logo streaming from the top. So when he took yes. photos, right. So really cool dude. And then just that's been sort of one of those interesting things, right? Like he doesn't even let people touch their own car. And there's a certain group of detailing <laughs> that no, you can't even touch their own car, which is kind of a little bit, like Lucas, but not saying, Hey, it's all these other people. But then Dustin's here going, hey, I don't care. People touch my car. They can lean up it. They can do whatever they want. Like it is interesting, right? Like everybody has their own little pieces of the way they do things. So we get all into that to go. What does the mini Cooper guy do? What is cooking with Nick do? He's cooking with Nick, the guy that goes, get off my ride, or he doesn't care if hot chicks are taking pictures on his Cooper. Okay, I know why you said that last part, but I'm just going to get my ass. Um, I've seen the photos. I was waiting for yeah. that. I was like, I've seen the so, photos. <laughs> that was warranted, and she asked. Sarah asked. She said, can I okay. touch? Okay. I said, oh, oh. I said, yes, but be careful because you look at what kind of pants she's wearing. They're smooth. She got enough material on there to not be uh, <laughs> you know, abrasive. Um, Don't lie, Nick. Don't lie. Uh, you know, you'd be like, just do whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> yes, but I'm a thousand percent with Lucas. If I don't know you and you're just on my car, get the fuck off my shit. I will swing at you so fast. Like, okay, maybe not actually swing at you, but you know what I mean? Like, I am real anal about people touching my shit. But at the same time, I'm really bad about, like, if I see a really perfect car, I'm like, damn, I want to feel that paint. Because if that paint's perfect, it's probably coated, and I want to feel how slick that is. But, like, I'm not going to go up to somebody's car and just, like, touch it without, like, really permission or rub on it or especially sit on it. Like, if you're sitting on my car, oh, hell no. No, nah, you 
like I'm going to ask, I'm going to do exactly what Lucas did, ask politely the first time, but if I see you back again, all right, dog, get off my shit. <laughs> I but guess I don't... if you have a nice butt and you ask nicely, <laughs> yes, you, you, you can touch my car and you can put your booty on my car. Well, hey, Nick, <laughs> when I see you at Mobile Tech this no. year, I got, I'm going to have a question for you. <laughs> well, Nick did drive his car to Mobile Tech last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, I drove it to Detroit like two months ago, so it'll make it. Whew. All right, Detroit has to it. be closer. So I did remember it was an 87 GNX Grand National. Oof. Oh, and oof. I, it, I, I don't know. It was one of the top hundred. It had the little thing on the dash. It was a pretty awesome vehicle. So, uh, you know, sometimes you get to do some of those. Guys, thanks so much. Great time on the community pub. Enjoyed the conversation. Enjoyed everything. Greg Martinez, wonderful resurrection. Thanks for hopping in all the way from Australia. We didn't catch your name, brother. Uh, Titan. Titan. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for hopping Community. in. <laughs> Community. <laughs> definitely, man. <laughs> man. Community. Cooking with Nick. Uh, how did everything turn out with the pita? Okay, good timing because I, I have my hand raised. That's the finished product. Mm. Oh, wow. So you just get pita bread, slice it up, put your ground meat in there. I also sauteed some onions. That's the rest of them. It made like five or six pita breads. It's, it's a lot of food. But I also got some homemade fries. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So we got pita bread that you chopped up. And homemade then, fries on the way. Yeah, homemade fries look great. The pita bread, what do we do with it there? I mean, did you you put it on a grill? Was that a grill? No. Oh, hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, a wonderful. Skillet. Oh. A slotted skillet. Slotted you skillet. Okay. grill marks. Some oil. That's it, man. Just like put some oil in there, sear it on one side, sear it on the other, um, on all four, really. And then just that's like it. Wonderful, man. It's underscore grooms. Everybody wants to go check it out. They can go there and see what he did. And anytime they want to ask you how to make something, that's a great place to go and interact Absolutely. with Nick. Uh, Lucas, man, great time. Thanks so much. Uh, we've now officially, you and Dustin, we've we've claimed some new people to community. It's great. <laughs> it's great to see all these new people we've brought in. Uh, it, it is wonderful. Dustin? our ultimate Dodge truck guy. We salute you. Thanks so much for having a beer with us. And they're a great tab. Our question, man, that, that brought out a really great discussion. So oh, enjoy yeah. your week, everybody. Thank you. Till next week. Have a great car life. Peace. See ya. See you guys. Hey, this is Marshall. And that was a really fun community pub. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for everybody that was a part of it. One of the things we talked about earlier was where you're going to be in the future. I mean, it's fun to think about where cars are going to be, but what's going to get you there? Whatever it is that you imagined, what's going to get you there? It is without zero doubt that imagining, envisioning, and believing is what's going to get you there. So I want you to do your own self a favor.
I want you to go ahead and look at yourself, whether you're driving, take a little glance in that rearview mirror, whether you're sitting there at a car cleaning it, look at the paint, see yourself, grab your phone, look at yourself. And I, I want you to do yourself a favor and believe in you. Tell yourself how awesome you are. Look at yourself and say, I am awesome. And I'm going to achieve fill in the blank. Why? Because if you don't ever believe in something, then you'll never achieve it. We want the best success for you. The best enjoyment of your car life. So believe in whatever it is that you want. And that's how you're going to get there. Hey, this is Marshall. And I hope you make it a great day.